0: listening to data plus love uh today with me i have a tableau zen master and ambassador whose last name is Fleurledge. and until a couple weeks ago that was a lot easier to narrow down uh however this particular Fleurledge uh won enough Vizzies last year at the tableau conference to the point at which the Vizzies should have been called the kevies i will introduce you now to my friend kevin Fleurledge. kevin how are you tonight I'm good, Zach. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so when I teased this episode, which I actually teased tonight, uh, the night we're recording, I said I was breaking one of my rules uh, with the guest I was having tonight. And that rule, of course, is that I would not have flirtages on my podcast. <laughs> no. um, my my rule was I was going to try to avoid higher profile guests. And I say that not because I don't like higher profile guests. In fact, um, many higher profile members, of the Tableau and uh, Data Fam community are friends of mine, you in particular. But I was trying to promote some of the lesser heard voices and put people out there that we weren't particularly seeing as much. But, you know, guest bookings being what they are and availability being what it is and friendships being what they are. I really have wanted to talk to you. And it's been frustrating um, denying myself that. So, uh, th- <laughs> This is one for me, you know, it's like when uh, when an actor does the studio picture with like the dragons and then they do the little art house picture. You're my art house picture. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on tonight and obviously it's been an exciting month for you being um, uh, set up as a Tableau Zen Master along with your brother, which I know is one of the big reasons you sort of got into uh, Tableau and data visualization. How did that happen for you?
1: Yeah, I mean... Ken is one of the reasons, but the interesting thing is Ken, Ken had been talking about Tableau for quite some time, and I just kind of picked on him, made fun of him. I didn't get it at all, um, and he kind of just left it alone. And then it actually came down to um, at work, I was kind of feeling maybe a little bit uncomfortable in my current position, felt like it was probably time for a change. Started looking around within my company, and I started to notice that pretty much every job posting had Tableau in it. Every every single analytics job posting that I looked at said you need to know Tableau. So uh, it wasn't really Ken's urging that got me using Tableau. It was the necessity of of needing that uh, needing that on my resume, and um, to kind of kind of advance my career. And uh, so I sent Ken a message and said, all right, Ken, I think after all this time, I think it's time for me to learn Tableau. And, and I've told this story before, but when I when I told Ken that I wanted to learn Tableau, he said, you know, this is awesome. You know, I can't wait. And then he sent me a link to Matt Francis's um, online training. I'm like, Ken, man, you're, you're a Tableau Zen master. I think you can teach your twin brother how to use Tableau. So ultimately, yeah, let's see. It's March 1st right now. We, he ta- gave me a three hour session on February twenty-six, two 2018. So almost exactly two years ago. Um, and I was hooked immediately. So, so yes, it wasn't really Ken's urging. It was a sort of necessity of, of career path type thing, but, uh, Very glad I did, have met tons of cool people and then yeah, it's changed my life in every single
0: way. can definitely see it's been a meteoric rise for you. Um, You've really taken to not only producing uh, high quality work with great frequency, but to critical acclaim and have also been super influential and sort of elevating and helping other people along. I've seen so much of your work is less of a visualization, particularly about a subject, but more of a instructional how-to, but in a sort of whimsical and fun way that sort of takes out the sting of tutorials, um, which is one of the things I've always appreciated about your work. And now that you and Ken have both combined your websites into the Fleurledge Twins becomes sort of a one-stop shop for a lot of just a lot of some of the more technical aspects and advanced chart types, but also, you know, introductions to some of the scarier concepts like triangle math, as you guys put it in your
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: presentation at the conference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I love doing Tableau. I love creating my own visualizations, but I've Found over time, and I think I kind of knew this down below, but I I found that I really just enjoy helping people more than anything. So I do that quite often. Uh, Did helped a couple people this weekend, and uh, yeah, it really is very satisfying that people come to you uh, looking for help, and you're able to help them. So yeah, one of my favorite things to do is to help, and and that's the whole reason why we're writing these blog posts. You know, we don't if you're if you're on Fleurledge Twins, or if you're ever on prior to the merge if you're on kenflurlidge.com or kevinflurlidge.com you don't see ads you don't see you know we're not making a single dime off of it um it's just because we like to help and you know andy Kriebel talks about writing blog posts for himself in that when you write it down it helps you learn helps you remember that's certainly part of it i think writing a blog post to say about a new feature of parameter actions or or dynamic parameters certainly helps you uh, learn and retain that knowledge but you know, it's really just about sharing and, and, uh, we have such a great community of people that are sharing and I just want to add to that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun and I appreciate the, the kind words, you know, we ultimately ended up merging the the two websites because people didn't know where the heck it was It on Ken It was on Kevin Nobody knew we've, we've sort of become the same person. I've been credited with Ken's work. He's been credited with mine. We actually made a pact not to correct people any longer. If I get a credit for the Sankey diagram template, then I'll just accept it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it only made sense to kind of shove it all together and then put it in one spot, one place.
0: I think it's just really a huge compliment to your parents ultimately, because apparently (laughs) they either, they both did something right. Or you two rebelled in a super positive direction or um, whatever the outcome clearly it's been highly successful for both of you. And I mean, (laughs) I know for you in particular, you're heavily involved in the Cincy tug in Cincinnati um, with just like a murderer's row of like awesome people up there. What's it like being part of such a just impactful and successful Tableau user group?
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, I started with the leadership group in early 2019 with with Jeff Schaefer and, and some others. And, um, you know, we had some good guests. We had we had a bunch of Zen masters last year. And um, it was weird. We We were consistently, you know, we're Cincinnati pretty small market but we were consistently having maybe 50 or 60 people which we thought was great but all of a sudden it seems like we've got some momentum um in January we brought in uh Sarah Bartlett was coming into town and we we were, got her to come to Cincinnati and and do the the tug and then Mark Bradburn came down and, and it sort of almost sort of went viral. We had about a dozen different people come in from out of town. We had 110 people, maybe our, our highest attended tug ever. And and uh, we got some really awesome things coming up. We have uh, Zen Master Bridget Cogley coming in on, in March. We've uh, got Johnny Walker. This is this week, actually, March 5th. Uh, Johnny Walker is going to do a remote session on Mapbox and Tableau. And, and we've got some killer stuff for April, so um, can't really announce that yet, but let's just put it this way. We're going to have more than a half dozen Zins in town,
0: so it's going to be awesome. Do you guys record or live stream any of these? Or Sometimes. We'll
1: probably do it with Johnny Walker. The problem with live streaming in-person presentations is people are kind of walking across around the room. You lose the video of them. You lose the mic. You know, you have to uh, uh, use a lapel mic or something like that. So just the logistics of it have been a little bit more challenging. So anytime somebody does a remote session, we, we typically record it. But the other ones just are, have been a little more challenging. We're probably going to focus on doing a little bit more of that in, in the future. But yes, only, only now and then do we do that. You have to come in town. If you want to see it, you have to come to Cincinnati and see it and hang out with us.
0: I mean, I'd love to. You're, you're only seven hours away by car, <laughs> say only, um, which is closer than a lot of tugs. And I mean, it's definitely one of the ones I'd love to visit. I've so far only visited the Twin Cities Tug before, and that just happened to be the best timing on earth because I was in town for an Edward Tufte presentation, and uh, the Twin Cities Tug turned out to be way better than an Edward Tufte presentation. <laughs> not gonna, uh, he's not going to listen to this, uh, but even... Even said, I'm not going to throw too much shade, even though I know a uh, Twitter ban from him is considered a, uh, a green light stamp of approval um, in the community <laughs> lately. So speaking of Jeffrey Schaefer, I believe you two work together now. How did this all come about? I mean, you met him at the tug or did he see your work online or what happened?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he, he'd known Ken. Um, so so if people don't know, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't know Jeff Schaefer, but Jeff Schaefer's a five times in, uh, been using Tableau forever. Um, he was—I'm not sure which year, maybe 2015. He was one of the Iron Viz finalists, um, and he knows literally everything about Tableau. So, uh, and, and I'm not exaggerating—he knows everything. Um, but you know, I just started doing stuff on Tableau Public when I, you know when Ken kind of gave me a little three-hour instruction. I just started building stuff. I think I did like six visits in the first month and to the point where my wife had said, Hey, you might want to spend some time with us. Uh, you might need to slow down on that stuff. But, um, so yeah, I was just doing, you know, just having fun with Tableau. Posting things on Tableau Public, and he reached out to me about uh, presenting at the at the Tableau uh, user group. And so we kind of set up some time and said, you know, maybe here in the next couple of months, we'll we'll set you set up some time for you to, to present. And I didn't know what that guy was going to present about. You know, I was three four months into it at that point. But it was maybe a few weeks later, he sent me a message and said, um, you know, been been watching you, I've been liking what you're doing. How'd you like to do this full time? And that made me very anxious and very nervous, excited, you know, lots of emotions. Um, you know, I, I was only using Tableau, I think at that point for six months, but I knew who Jeff was and I knew he was kind of a a legend. And, uh, so yeah, that kind of gave me a little, a little bit of anxiety. And I said, you know, I told him in that message, he sent it over Twitter. I said, man, I've only been using the six months I, I've got, I might look like I've got some of this stuff figured out. But if you look under the hood of some of my visits, they're total trash. <laughs> and, uh, he said, I'm not worried about that one bit. So yeah, I, uh, we set up an interview, came in, we talked coolest interview I ever had. I, I remember him, him walking in with, uh, like a suit jacket on and like bright purple kicks on, you know, it was like, uh, this is the kind of guy I want to work for. So we just had a really nice conversation. You know, they set me up with a, with a second interview with uh, my current manager, Ethan Hahn, which if you guys don't know Ethan, um, he's absolutely brilliant. He's he's kind of uh, watches what happens on Twitter, um, doesn't post a lot on Tableau Public, but dude is a, a sequel genius and incredibly Talented at tableau, but he said, "Hey, how about we meet at a bar?" So we went and had a, a drink and kind of talked over things. And rest is history. Worked there for a year and a half. Get to learn under probably one of the best in history. If you if you had to pick the top five people in in tableau history, Jeff certainly one of those five. So um, yeah, it's been a been a huge blessing to learn under Jeff, and um, I, I can't thank him enough. And you know what? The guy knows everything about tableau. We can never stump him, but. On top of that, he's just a really—he's a really great guy to work for. Just—just a great guy, and we couldn't ask for a better situation to work for him.
0: I think you brought up an interesting point, though. Maybe without even uh, realizing it, you talked about how when he complimented your work and was telling you how great it was, the first thing you went to is, "You have no idea how crappy this is under the hood." (laughs) And um, I said, "I'm not name dropping or bragging." Uh, I got two job offers when I was at the conference as well, both from people that I really respected. And my first thought uh, from both of those was to go deeply into. complex and be like, Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Whatever you think my work is, it's not that (laughs) (laughs) which may which may or may not be true but it's it's definitely a uh, refuge I think a lot of people run to where it's like no I'm not nearly as good as you think I am um you've got the wrong guy that sort of thing but I mean clearly people that are experienced and know what they're doing they recognize uh you know capability and uh obviously aren't wrong
1: yeah I mean I think that was more along the lines of what he he recognized some lots of potential and you know he knew Ken too so maybe identical twins he expected that maybe we would be relatively similar and in our skill sets, um, and but I think generally just recognized some potential talent. So yeah, I mean I'm excited he did. But you know you talk about imposter complex, and this is we hear this all the time. Um, we hear people get on Twitter or, and you know just started using Tableau, and they get really overwhelmed with what people are doing and see visualizations that that people are doing that have been using the tool for three and four or five years. It's like you know and they feel like overwhelmed, that they'll never get to that point. But the, the funny thing is, you know, I think that literally every single person experiences this imposter syndrome. And you, you talk about, you know, the, the recent Zen thing for me, it's weird. We were on a call the other day, a Zen call, and I look around at this group of people, Chantilly and and uh, Chris Demartini and Steve Wexler and Jeff and, and Jonathan Drummond, and you go, I don't belong in this group. I'm not I'm not Jonathan Drummy. I mean, my gosh, right? Who is Jonathan Drummy? It's really, um, it's really this, this imposter complex. I, I feel it. I feel it more now than I ever did because now I feel like, Oh, I'm a Zen master. I have to know, absolutely everything somebody asked me a question i have to be able to answer it you know something happened to work the other day i couldn't answer and jeff answered it in about a half a second it's like all right i've still only been using the software for two years uh i just shouldn't i probably shouldn't compare myself to the likes of jeff schaefer and, and jonathan drummy but uh just for everybody out there imposter complex hits us all um chris love said it as well like you never the the you're a Zen master, you're never going to lose this, this um, imposter complex. So
0: um, yeah, it's a real thing. Interesting points. Uh, I remember when Adam Miko put out his call, he wanted uh, a bunch of people from the community to write little blurbs after the conference last year. And uh, one things I wrote about was how I had wanted to be Andy Cotgrief, um, which is an absurd idea. I had just listened to a Cole Naffich's podcast where um, the three authors of the big book of dashboards were on. And uh, I often joke with Steve Wexler about how he's my second favorite. Uh, now he knows who my my first would be. <laughs> although although Steve Steve's moved up now. I told him he's number one. Uh, we had some time to hang out in Graceland uh, recently. Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But um, I wrote um, that I wanted to be Andy Cockreave, but that's an absurd idea because the best thing I could be is the best Zach Bowders I can be. Right. Because the world doesn't need an, another Andy Cockreave. We've already got an Andy Cockreaves. Right. We need more Kevin Floridges. We need more Maria Brock's. We need more everyone to do their own thing um, because trying to sort of move into a role that someone else has created or, you know, whatever you think this person is, is not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is doing your thing. And Kevin Fleurledge's thing is great. And one of the things I've always appreciated about what I see from you is first, your endless generosity, because you always have time for everyone, which makes me wonder how you have time for yourself. Also, I've always appreciated in your work, you have this uh, whimsicality. Everything is always kind of fun. And it makes people interested. Um, Where does that come from?
1: It's kind of cool you say that because I mean, for me, I just, I don't know, I generally in life, I just don't take anything too serious. Um, You know, so I I can remember back to one of the first visualizations I created. It was Candyland and it's like, you know what, this, this, you know, doesn't have to be a drag. It can be fun. Right. So, all right. Talk about health by talking about candy right so I don't know I I, I appreciate that you said that I don't know if it's really intentional most of the time but yeah I try not to take myself too seriously you know sometimes you read a blog post and it's so serious it's like oh gosh you know this can be kind of boring at times so you know let's just throw a joke here and there in and make fun of yourself and and not be too serious so Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but you know, you're going back to what you were talking about. You know, we need a a Zach Bowders. We need a Maria Brock is, you know, I had this sort of interesting jump into this where I had an identical twin brother that was a Zen master. And so I found myself looking at his work going like, how am I going to be like him? How am I going to do all these cool templates and, and uh, you know, create all these crazy charts. And you know what, I found that uh, I don't have to be, like you said, I don't have to be Ken Fleurlidge. I can be Kevin Fleurlidge. And if you go look on our website, and Ken said this when we merged our our websites, is we complement each other really, really well. I'm not building arc sankey diagrams you know and i mean i might have some skills to be able to do some of that but it's not it's it's his thing it's not my thing right i like to talk about new features i like to talk about you know 20 different ways of doing x or doing y so i think we've complemented each other really really well um And, um, yeah, I don't feel the need to be Ken Fleurledge anymore. And, you know, and and there's plenty of times I look at somebody else's work and I go, I literally go, I will never be able to do that. I will never be able to do what Chris D. Martini does. Right. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. Right. I'll be the best Kevin Fleurledge, you'll be the best Zach Bowders, Ken will be the best Ken so, um And that's what makes this all fun, right? Is that we have these these uh, different uh, skill sets. So um, yeah, that's why I'm excited that uh, I can be myself and still be not feel like I have to be Ken Fleurledge number two.
0: And I think this is, we didn't plan this topic. This sort of came up organically. And I think it's really good for people to hear this from you because I know so many people that looked up look up to you And I mean, your work is so inspirational. You do so much for the community. And honestly, when all you see from people are just sort of tweets and their work and stuff, it's very easy to not know a person. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast because- when you only relate to people through, you know, short bursts of text and looking at their work, it's very easy to be intimidated and very easy to think everyone else, um, everyone else has this all figured out. Um, I'm the one that doesn't quite feel comfortable, but clearly everyone else does the fact that you can be a Zen master and an ambassador and be working for Jeff Schaefer and all this and still be like, Hey, you know, some, I mean, in your case in particular, you have an identical twin brother, you know, with bigger arms and tattoos and a soul patch who's arguably cooler (laughs) than you. (laughs) who was doing this first. And you know, are you going to be living in his shadow? And I think it would be insane for anyone to make that argument because clearly not only have you chosen your own path and done your own thing, but you've been incredibly successful. And I don't think there's a comparison going on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll admit, I mean, Ken, Ken's been using Tableau for three and a half, four years. He's way better at it than me. He he has a lot more skills than I have. He used to be a DBA, you know, he he's no sequel like the back of his hand. Um, he's better with ETL tools. He can some Python code. He used to be a, um, a computer uh, programmer. I mean, he used to write code all day long. He has some skills that I will never have. You know, I was an Excel guy for 15 years, right? I just, you know, I don't have that skill set. Um, and then I work for Jeff. You know, I talk about uh, uh, Ethan Hahn, who, uh, you know, he he's my manager. That guy's brilliant. And it's just, I've kind of let go of the having to be a jack of all trades and be able to being good at absolutely everything and just focused on the things I enjoy, the things I'm talented at. And, you know, I don't feel like I have to be Ken Floro or Jeff Schaefer or Ethan Hahn or Danushki De Vera. you know, I'm just going to try and be the best me and in, you know, sometimes you feel uh, intimidated by what other people can do, but, um, you know, I'm trying, trying not to let that kind of thing bother me and just, uh, kind of follow my own path. So yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And and I hope that everybody else out there kind of does the same thing. Be be the best you. Don't be intimidated by what other people can do because there's always going to be somebody better. Yeah. None of us are going to, are Joe Maco. None of us are Jonathan Drummond. None of us are Andy Kreeb or, or Andy Cotgrave.
0: Or Andy Cotgrave. Look, if if we were all going to compare ourselves against like Alexander Varlamov or Danuta's <laughs> Firebird Suite, it's like, wh- why are you even showing up just curl up on a ball on the floor and call it a day? But yeah. obviously, you know, everyone has their own interests and their own style. And I mean, whether it's the topics that you choose to viz or, you know, whether you're a map guy and that's what you do and you create the best maps or I mean, my thing lately is I'm going to, I'm trying to do one chart visits and try to extract the most value out of simplicity. That's coming from a past where I was trying to put as much possible on a page to sort of, you know, wow you with volume. And now I'm like, how can I pare this down? And, you know, even choose chart types that, you know, people in our community generally despise like pie charts. Like what's the best other thing I can do with a pie chart right now? Can I right. can I make something that people <laughs> won't hate? Um, so I sort of, I, I relish the challenge of doing something that I know people are going to just naturally dislike and uh, see if well, I people can- People are loving
1: it. People are loving what you're doing right now, right? I mean, how, much, how many comments and feedback have you got since you've been kind of uh, one charting it? Because I mean, I know that the, the thing you just put out was awesome. I mean, it's a little piggyback off of Adam Mika's, uh music of the week you were born, but you know, how, how much better is it that, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say better. It was was Adam's, it was Adam's idea. It's a fantastic idea. Sorry, Adam. But to think about what your parents (laughs) were listening to when they conceived you, I mean, that's, that's brilliant.
0: I mean, it's, I okay, <laughs> Disturbing so. Disturbing
1: and disgusting, but brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: no, it's um, it's a train wreck. So if if you haven't seen this viz, it's in response to Adameco took a Billboard Hot 100 data set, which I believe uh, was cultivated by Sean Miller. And it goes back to like 1958. So there's, you know, you can be a decent age unless you're Steve Wexler, in which case you're too old, as he pointed <laughs> out to me. Um, uh, The idea behind Adameco's, which is a fabulous idea, is you can type in your birth date and it tells you what the top 10 songs were Uh, when you were born. And that was really fun. And immediately I sort of went to this, this place of like, I don't know, schadenfreude and just an absolute train wreck. And it's like, yeah, but what about nine months earlier? (laughs) Um, So I I put together this... That's oh, no, it, no! What
1: a twisted thought, Zach.
0: It, it was a twisted thought. And um, so I made this viz, which is totally an homage to Adam. And I asked him, are you cool with me doing this? And he was. Adam's always course, game. Yeah. And I referenced him in the bottom. And it looks kind of like a billboard cover, except there's no person on it. And it tells you, yeah, yeah, if you were born this day, this is what your parents were listening to nine months earlier. And um, it was, it's so worth it. If for no other reason than <laughs> Caesar Pico... Now knows that he literally could have been conceived to let's get it on. Like, there's no unknowing that. Like, he has to live with that forever. And like, yeah, it's um, I find a lot of joy in making visits that people can find themselves in. And this is one where, let me tell you, the number of people that commented on it versus the number of people that actually clicked through, there were a lot of people that wanted to know but didn't want anyone else to know what they found out. Um, so that, that was a whole lot of fun. And I actually, I, I drew from you on that because I used PowerPoint to create some objects and stuff to create some of these like sort of magazine header graphics, which is totally outside of my comfort zone. Yeah,
1: totally. Finally gotcha to using PowerPoint. I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's something where it's uh, you've always said how easy it was, and I've looked at your tutorials. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanna, I want to try to do this all in tool and sort of be as organic as possible. Right. I've taken this really sick Anthony Bourdain approach to data viz, where I'm like, no, no, no. I'm making peasant food. I'm going to make a one viz thing. It's going to be simple ingredients anyone could recreate this. But then for this one, I'm like, I really want it to look like a magazine cover, and I just can't pull it off with out of the box fonts and stuff. So why not? So that was fun, and uh, again, uh, traumatizing Caesar totally (laughs) all worth it (laughs) oh man so um I have some favorite vizes of yours and um, jumping over to music. One of those is the day that music died. You took a really interesting approach with that one, which I believe you used collapsible containers. Is that the method you used on that? I did. Yep. So basically you kind of made a viz that flowed like a web app, like as you clicked on stuff, it sort of told the story as you flowed down the page, which is different right. from a lot of stuff we see um, where there's this sort of scrolly telling technique where people create a vertically oriented data visualization. That's super tall and you sort of scroll your way down the page. You, did a similar concept, but sort of a gradual reveal, which sort of drew the uh, reader into it, making them part of the story. Right. What came first there? The idea, hey, can I do this, or the story, or what?
1: That, that viz almost wasn't, didn't happen. You know, I, I was, if people don't know, I sit next to Danushki de la Vera. We call her D. And uh, she was creating this phenomenal viz. You guys have probably seen it called F- the Firebird Suite. Um, and this viz was the top 10 Iron Viz and also made it to the Information is Beautiful shortlist. She went to London, got the Royal Treatment over there. Um, so the, the Viz was just something people hadn't seen before. So I'm working on a Viz and I've got a stacked area chart that talks about recorded music sales. And, you know, and it was one of these times where I felt intimidated and she's very good. And, and, um, and I just felt intimidated that like, how is this thing going to compete, right? It's a stacked area chart. <laughs> and, um, and over time I kind of, you know, showed it to Jeff and D and they were like, yeah, I think you should do it. Just do it. And, you know, and I had had some success in iron Viz, So I just decided to kind of go for it. So as I built this thing, I kind of had an idea of what the story looked like. I'd set it up as a, as a, you know, 5,000 pixels or something tall. I knew I'm gonna ha- gonna have kind of a story, and I knew I knew this would be more of a storytelling viz than uh, a lot of the stuff I've done in the past. But as I started to build it, there was so much text on screen, and there was so many different aspects, and I almost wanted them to see one of them before the other. Like, don't get the user caught up and kind of glancing over the whole thing. Like, I just wanted to feed them one little nugget, and this is. Um, well, I guess that would have been maybe in, in May or June 2019. In, in in April, the 19.2 came out, had parameter actions and collapsible containers. And I just thought, well, maybe I could use collapsible containers to kind of Unveil the story. Let me give them one piece at a time. When they're done with that, um, they can view the next piece. And the cool thing about it is, ultimately, the viz was about Napster and how it how it really crushed recorded music sales. And um, if you're old like me and you remember Napster, it had that little percentage gauge. It was like a really antiquated looking um, progress ch- uh, bar chart. And uh, so after each section, it kind of lends itself to putting this little progress bar here of of how far you are into downloading quote unquote, uh, the information, but, um, yeah, so ultimately created, um, one little section, I had a couple charts and some text and maybe a few images. And then I put a collapsible container within that container. Um, when you clicked it, it opened a second container and w- also, when you clicked it, the other button was a trans- was transparent, so you couldn't see it. So when you clicked it, it kind of disappeared. It opened up the next container, and that kind of just kind of set them up sort of like dominoes. As you click the button within one container, it opened up the next container. So yeah, it was just sort of like, hey, this... Actually turned out pretty cool. I didn't know that it would be this neat. So yeah, it kind of just allowed the user to read one little section and move on when they were ready. So it got a lot of feedback, um, and uh, yeah, that ended up getting fourth place. So uh, I guess it worked well. And and typically, I hate uh, stacked bar or stacked uh, area charts. I think this one worked well, but uh, yeah, in general. yeah, it was kind of organic just as I was going along, like maybe this will work, and, and it sure did. I haven't seen many people really replicate that. Um, I'm not sure, I would never probably do something like that at work anyways. But yeah, I, I got a lot, of, a lot of compliments
0: over that technique. With work product in particular, when you're dealing with data in motion, a lot of times some of the techniques we can employ when we already know that stuff is locked down, right. uh, you have a lot more freedom to go wild and add editorial commentary, or you know the shape of the data, you're cool. But when that stuff's going to be keep, you know, continue to move, it uh, makes it a lot harder to, you know, be experimental or uh, creative in that way. Right. Definitely methods you can use, but oftentimes the many of the best methods are going to be those old standbys like bands and bars and lines and all that. But totally agree. It pushes the boundaries like it it doesn't hurt to experiment uh, with public work and it's okay to fail uh, publicly. I'm not saying he failed in this case, Uh, but uh, I'm totally embracing failing. My next viz has been highly controversial with all the people I've asked to look at it with half of them loving and half of them hating it. So I'm looking forward (laughs) to to publishing that thing uh, that no one will be happy with when I put it out. So
1: (laughs) I can't wait to see this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, before we wrap up today, we're heading towards the end of this segment. Is there anything you would like to talk about anyone you would like to shout out or promote?
1: Not really. I mean, you know, this stuff I've said it before, but Tableau has really been a life changing thing for me. You know, it's, it's changed my career path for the first time in 40 some years. It's, I feel comfortable with my future knowing that You know, if anything happened where I was currently, you know, I have no plans on leaving, but uh, if anything did, I feel like I could land a job pretty quickly. I never felt that way when I was uh, an Excel guy, right? You know, how many people can do Excel? It's kind of hard to show your skills and, and, you know, and on top of that, you if anybody read the introductory blog post that ken wrote about FleurledgeTwins.com, twins.com we first combined websites you know ken and i are best friends again we were best friends at you know 10 12 15 years old but we he moved away he he lives further away from me than you do he lives eight hours away up in pennsylvania and, and uh, we just lost touch over time he moved up there when he was 21 or 22 and um you know we talk every day now so you know we we um uh, text and talk on the phone a lot and uh you know it really brought us back together so i know that sounds mushy and all that but i mean the truth is tableau brought ken and i back together tableau has changed my work life and and now i have i don't know hundreds dare i say thousands of friends all over the world how how cool is that zach i mean i I was telling my wife the other day is like you want to go to australia i got a place to stay in australia we're gonna go to australia we go to London. You we know, we could get the the grand tour from from people I've considered really good friends that I see once a year, right? We'll come down to Memphis, right? You know, I mean, it's it's the coolest thing in the world to be able to um, pretty much go anywhere over the world, and I could have dinner with with a good friend, right? Maybe I haven't seen him in six or eight months, but so this tableau thing's for real. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to do at work. Um, but it's, it's a life-changing thing. So anybody out there just getting started, put in the time, put in the energy. It will change your life. I guarantee it. So, yeah, that's all I really want to say. I sound like a big commercial for Tableau. I'm not doing that intentionally. It's just uh, it, the thing is it, it's game-changing. It's life-changing.
0: I don't think I could come up with a better wrap-up than that. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Appreciate it, Zach. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolfman. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks to your patronage. Have a great day.